Hello gamers, and thank you for tuning into another episode of the Cartridge Club. If you're new to the Cartridge Club, I'll quickly explain who we are. The Cartridge Club is a community of gamers, collectors, content creators, and gaming enthusiasts of all generations. The show that you're listening to is effectively a monthly book club, but for gamers. We pick a game, invite everyone in the club to play along, and select a couple of members of the community to come on the show to discuss the game. My name is Ryan, other known as It's Rocket Sauce, and I'm one of the hosts for the show. Without further ado, let me introduce the panel for this month. Today we have two wonderful guests, and they are Pam. Hello. And Kevin, other known as Buried on Mars. Hey now. And now I'm going to hand it off to my co-host, Musty Hobbit, and he'll let us know what game we are playing for this month. Take it away, Musty. Thank you, Ryan, and thank you all for being here. Today we are uh, kicking off Season 6 of the Cartridge Club Prime podcast, as you uh, may re- may recognize here, uh, Ryan and I have taken over as new hosts of the show, and so we are excited to bring you uh, a slightly adjusted edition of the show. Same general concept is there, but we're kind of taking a few different approaches to things, the first of which being that we are now broadcasting the show live to our club backers uh, through Patreon. So uh, for those of you who are watching live, thank you for joining us. And if you are interested in uh, being a part of uh, the live broadcast, uh, you can definitely check out our uh, Patreon for that. But the game we are playing, one of the uh, more frantic shooters of the last couple years and kind of a genre redefining uh, game, we are playing 2016's id Software classic Doom. And to give you a little bit of background on the game, we are going to kick off to a new segment uh, we are calling The Breakdown. Reboot of the long-running id Software franchise, Doom is set in the UAC research facility on the surface of Mars. You play as a silent marine, affectionately referred to as the Doom Slayer, who wakes to find himself chained to an altar in what seems to be some cultish ceremony. Barely escaping his chains before being attacked by some sort of disfigured skeletal humanoid, the Doom Slayer dons his trademark Praetor armor, throws what little exposition there is against the wall, and sets out to restore signal to a satellite dish figure out why the facility is being run rampant with Hellspawn. Through audio logs and holographs, we discovered that the purpose of this facility is to solve the human energy crisis back on Earth, and in doing so has opened a portal to Hell to draw infinitely sustainable Argent energy from that dimension. In addition, Samuel Hayden, director of the facility, has been conducting multiple expeditions and has brought back samples of these demons, keeping them confined for study and potential weaponization. So why has the facility gone to Hell? One of the scientists, Olivia Pierce, made a pact with an unseen demon lord and released the confined demons on the base. Along with providing the demon lord with all the cybernetic enhancements they could ever want, it's this event that motivated Hayden to release you with the goal of propelling the invasion and restoring order to the facility. Olivia then takes it one step further by blowing open the portal between dimensions, unleashing hell on Mars. As the Doomslayer, you take multiple trips to hell and back, Riding through expansive combat environments, tight corridors, waves of demons, and some monstrous bosses. And as you navigate the levels, progression will at times require you to collect red, yellow, or blue key cards to unlock new areas of the map, eventually finding an exit to the level. Along the way, there are secrets galore, special power-ups, weapon upgrades, perk unlocking rune trials, and hidden areas, some even in the style of the original game. Along the way, your arsenal grows, from pistols to shotguns, gatling guns, and plasma rifles, rocket launchers, a chainsaw, and the BFG-9000. The implements of demon destruction are numerous. 
While you still have ammo to keep count of, there is never any reloading, so you won't have to worry about if you fired six shots or only five. In addition to those weapons, the Doomslayer is capable of executing staggered enemies with brutal glory kills, which both aid in providing a momentary slowing in the gameplay, along with some of the most gruesome visuals. These glory kills also provide much-needed health pickups, so the reward for pulling them off is necessary if you want to survive the level. And this is where the pacing and flow of Doom comes into play, and what really sets it apart from other first-person shooters of any generation. Running low on health? Execute imps with glory kills. Ammo inventory almost out? Break out the chainsaw, and the ammo drops explode from the severed corpses of Hell Knights, Revenants, and Barons of Hell. Shifting from weapon to weapon and always moving forward are a must. There is no cover here, so you'll need to stay mobile to prevent being overrun. On top of the 13-level campaign, Doom boasts a robust online multiplayer suite and snap map, map creator, and one of the most adrenaline-pumping soundtracks of all time. Doom is the perfect package for fans of the original franchise and anyone who loves the first-person shooter genre, but that's enough for me. Let's get into our panel's first impressions and experience with the game. So originally I saw Doom at an E3, I believe. It was 2014 or 2015, and it wasn't something that really appealed to me. It looked kind of, you know, just a generic kind of shooter. I sort of forgot about it not long after seeing it, but then uh, Will picked it up not long after it came out. And as soon as I got my hands in on it, like my perspective on the game just changed completely. It was like, oh my God, this is so frantic and, and fun. And uh, yeah, I immediately just sort of blazed through the game immediately. And since then I've played it another two times. So it was one of those things where initially not impressed by the marketing. And then as soon as I got my hands on the game, it was just sort of like, wow, this is this is what a shooter should be. Uh, so for me, I uh, actually this was a game that I a rare game that I actually got excited for before it came out. I had played Wolfenstein reboot and Bethesda did such an excellent job with that game. I was looking mm -hmm. forward downloaded the demo, the multiplayer demo for the game, and I wasn't impressed. It wasn't, um, it didn't feel like anything that I would be interested in playing. Um, so I actually put the game on the back burner. I canceled my pre-order and I waited until, I believe it was, it was either Black Friday or Boxing Day sale or it might have been um, Amazon Prime Day. I can't remember which, but they uh had the game the the special edition uh version of the game with the the statue that came with it for the regular price of a, a regular game it was like 80 bucks so i said you know what i'll i'll get that and then i'll have a statue that and if i don't like the game i can get rid of the statue or i can keep the statue and pretend that it's from from one of the original <laughs> games so i uh Start, yeah, I started putting it in, started playing it, and I was like, yeah, this this is Doom. This is the way it's meant to be. This is uh, good stuff. And uh, like Pam, I breezed through it in uh, probably a couple of sittings. And uh, yeah, good game. Mm -hmm. I had forgotten that Wolfenstein had come out first, because I had been really impressed by Wolfenstein. Uh, but I don't know, I didn't like register in my mind that, oh, they probably did a good job with Doom as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny that Kevin that you mentioned that multiplayer because I completely forgot about that they gave away that demo for the multiplayer to play because I remember I don't know if it was an E3 trailer but I remember seeing it and then they announced that they're doing that 
free beta of the multiplayer and I jumped on it. So that was probably my first experience with this game. Um, and very much like you, Kevin, I, um, I wasn't too impressed with it. Not, not the gameplay because the gameplay was actually pretty damn good in it. It's just that I guess I wasn't having fun in the battle arenas for it. It was something still in my interest because I I've heard, you know, I saw the reviews, I saw the story, you know, it had a story. So they kind of made, you know, I, I like a story driven first person shooter. Um, and then I remember seeing it on Conan O'Brien's Clueless Gamer. I think that was kind of like the the pushing for me where I really wanted to get it because I I forgot what celebrities he had on it. it. It could have been a couple of football players, but um, it looked from the gameplay, it looked a lot more fun from seeing it, you know, him rip through the monsters and everything. And I, I believe I, I knew I was just, I was because I, I think I might have been a little skeptical of it where I didn't want to pay $60 for it. But within a couple of months, it was on sale at GameStop for like $20. So I jumped on in there. And and then I went from there, I played it. It was fantastic. And um, from that point forward, like I, if I found out someone was playing Doom, I kind of was like saying, hey, what'd you thought of, you know, think of it? Because it was it was pretty damn good for me. Um, I wasn't too familiar with the game's history. I played it on the 64 for like kind of like a first time with the, with the, the, um, the, the original game, if you will, even though that's not the original game. I remember seeing the original game Back in the day, on um, uh, I guess the school computers that people would bring it in and played in the the computer lobby, but uh, there was something I couldn't get into because I could never get the keyboard mouse format down for the game. So I kind of always wanted to get into the franchise, but I, I felt this was a good, I guess, launching point for myself. So yeah, that's good. I uh, I think I had a similar kind of path to. I think both Pam and and Kevin. My first my first uh, exposure to the game was I, I think when when they announced it at E three and uh, I think they announced it at E three and they uh, Bethesda did you know their little presentation. I was just like, okay, that I was lukewarm on it at that point. The beta, the multiplayer beta came out. I think I downloaded it, but I never actually went into the game. Uh, and then I rented it on day one when it came out, and. I played the first two levels or so, maybe. I, it may have only been the first level, and I just wasn't feeling it. I don't know if I wasn't in the right mind space for it at the time. Uh, I I think, I don't know what else was going on, um, but I just wasn't, despite how visually uh, stimulating this game is, it just, it just wasn't, I wasn't feeling it at the time. Uh, cut to six to seven months later uh, at the Game Awards, uh, Mick Gordon does a set as uh, after winning, I think they got sound design and music awards from that show. And the set they did brought me right back in. I was just like, because I they were playing music that I hadn't heard because they were playing stuff from you know the middle middle portion of the game. Uh, and I was just was just like, hold on a second, let's give this another try. Uh, and I think like two weeks later, I went and picked it up and and just plowed through it and it was it was i i regret not having persevered at 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 the start but i i think i understand i just wasn't in the right headspace for it but not my first uh exposure to doom though i had the old shareware version uh i I don't know if you guys did you guys ever play the the original 93 brian you say you said they used to bring it into school right correct yeah that was in the computer lobby that um, I'm not sure. I think every machine actually might have had it installed at some point in time too, because the um, computer lab guy was pretty relaxed and 
he was a younger guy and he wasn't really a teacher. So he was just in charge of making sure no one's stealing the computers. So people were either doing homework on the, the machines or either playing like Doom or maybe even Duke Nukem or something on those machines. <laughs> nice. School appropriate. Of course. They didn't go in that computer room, I guess. The teacher, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I played uh, pretty much a huge chunk of the 90s was me spending time playing Doom and Doom 2 and Final Doom. Um, I loved all those games back then, but I probably put more hours into the shareware version of Doom than all the other three combined because, you know, that's all I had. Buying video games wasn't in my dad's um, uh, wheelhouse, if, if I could say, and uh, he was more into getting the free stuff, and that was the free one that was floating around, and, yeah, I played through that thing so many times, found every little secret. I remember it, uh, it was one of the games where you went to school and uh, – People would say, did you get the chainsaw? And you're like, there's a chainsaw? And <laughs> so then you have to go and find the chainsaw. And that was, that was a very cool moment. But yeah. yeah, so Doom was a big part of my uh, growing up in the 90s. Well, it probably cemented the PC-ness even more for you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So it, we we did a poll. Uh, we've been we've been putting some polls out on Twitter lately. Uh, and one of the questions we asked to the community was uh, if this was... Uh, Doom 2016 was their first experience with the Doom franchise, uh, and uh, an overwhelming uh, majority said hell no, uh, with 86% of them uh, having experienced Doom in some form prior, uh, and 14% uh, a hell yes. And so, nice to at least give some some people some new exposure to this franchise. Uh, obviously, it's been around for forever, 25 years at this at this point. Um, but it had been kind of dormant after Doom Three on the Xbox, and and uh, which isn't, I guess, by by all accounts, a true Doom game. Uh, leaned more on that survival horror. Um, but this game, I mean, this game has its own share of, uh, I don't know, scariness and uh, intimidation and things like that. Uh, what did you guys? Ryan, I'm, I want to ask you first. You know, what what did you think of uh, of how this game, like the the ambiance, the environments, and things in this game? What were what, what do you think on this? It's it's very uh, I would say uh, I don't know if scary, but it's very I don't want to say testosterone driven because it's you know Intense. very you know menacing. Menacing. I, 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 I was going to go with menacing. But uh, but yeah. the the thing about it is is. I, I think it's funny if I'm thinking about uh, Doom Guy, right? That's that's his name, right? It's Doom Guy, uh, or the Hellwalker, if they want to call him that. He's very, I don't know, it's a very dude bro character, but I think it's kind of funny with the, uh, I guess just you know, wherever he's getting orders from from somebody and just rips apart the device or or something. But no, it's very much plays into the with the monsters too. Like if you shoot them and you weaken them. Um, you know, they'll turn blue and you can just rip them apart. So, and I don't know. It's, I didn't find it spooky so much, but I found it kind of like comically, I don't know, comically uh, overboarded. I thought it was fantastic. I, I, I liked it for, for that, for that reason. There's a certain level of appropriateness when I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's strange to call it appropriate, um, but in the whole like mythos of, of this game and this franchise, it, it works. Uh, strangely, it works extremely well i i i think part of uh, what uh keeps you on your toes in this game is that um in a lot of shooters 
now the enemies kind of stay on the other side of the room that you're in and you find cover and you're playing like a almost like a duck hunt game with them you know they're popping out of the cover and you're trying to hit them before they can get you uh, one thing that this game does well which uh, is a great throwback to the old first person shooters is that the enemies will flank you and they will um encroach on your space they come right up to you they keep coming closer and closer and uh, you have to move quickly in order to keep them like you can't stop you can't stop in one spot and start shooting at them because you will get annihilated this is a projectile um shooter you know you gotta move you gotta move out of the way from their shots and you gotta keep moving and as the space keeps closing and closing in on you i get that claustrophobic feel as they come and encroach in on you and i think that's um, more of the horror part of Doom that has been there since you know the first game, and that is the part that's transcended, and that's the part that was missing in Doom Three. They tried to take elements from what was working in horror games at that time and implement it into a Doom game, and I think that's part of the reason why Doom Three didn't work, and why this game does work is that they got went back to those roots and went back to those scary parts of those games. Yeah, I mean, there there were moments in, in, in the original Doom where, like, a door would open up behind you and you had no idea and suddenly you were flooded with with yeah. guys. I think, I they like you said, they kind of do the same thing without having too many of those. I, I mean, they just spawn in uh, out of nowhere. Suddenly there's a new, like, wave of enemies. But yeah, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, I don't regard. think that was a mechanic that they could do on the original doom like those sprites were all there you know in the original game they just would hide them behind walls so you wouldn't be able to find them in this one yeah they just spawn in um and uh yeah you get into a lot of areas where you have to it's it's almost like um like a death match in a way you'll get into an area and you have to wipe out all the guys in in that area before you can move on before you can advance and yeah, that you know that was a huge part of the original game too, and it's good to see that that is back in this game. Yeah, so the the Gornes, I think, are the the one of the additions here. Yeah, that's kind of the you can peruse the room, figure things out, and then the moment that you do that, things get crazy. Things get really crazy. Yep. Um, music ramps up. All of a sudden, you've got you know anywhere from. 10 to 20 enemies in the room uh, of varying difficulty. Uh, let's actually, uh, let's talk a little bit about the enemies because those, uh, that can kind of lead us into some other, uh, some other discussion points. There was a lot of uh, careful attention paid to honoring the original game uh, in, in the way that a lot of the enemies look, uh, you know, right out the gate. Uh, aside from the, I guess there there are those sort of shotgun wielding or like uh, assault rifle wielding humanoids, like humans that have been kind of I don't even know what to possess. They're, so they're, they're the possessed, zombies. right? Yeah. Um, but then you get into the imps and and those uh, scream of the original game. Uh, what do you guys have a favorite? Like, is there is there one enemy type that you either loved or hated or that you uh you always knew what to you know like you all of these had kind of a rock paper scissors element to them in some manner as well so uh did you have ones that you like you love going up against because you could always take them out really 
really easily or um, I don't know I Pam I want to get, get your thoughts on on some enemies here sure uh, there were a few that I really liked like I liked the no I am not gonna remember every enemy name but the flying guys I think they're the caco demons um, and they would just like explode once you got them I liked those um, I liked the more stationary ones. Um, I really liked the Baron of Hell just because he looked really awesome. Uh, the ones that I didn't like were the ones that tended to go away. There was one sort of like tall, willowy enemy that would just port around the room. Those I always found annoying because I'd get my like rocket missiles like locked on and then they would just go off to the other side of the room. Uh, one thing I just wanted to say though about the enemies was that I like that when sort of larger ones are introduced, it's almost like a little boss introduction for them. I mean, you don't actually see any bosses until probably the second half of the game, but like the first time you see a Mancubus, the first time you see a Baron of Hell, it's like it's a boss, mm -hmm. but then it just becomes one of the standard enemy that you're gonna come up against at any time in the game. In in multiples too, right? Like, in multiples, yeah. Yeah, like that. There's one encounter where there's like at least three barons of hell, which is mm -hmm. yeah. That that part is yeah, like crazy. The, yeah, like the first time I saw a mancubus, I thought it was a boss, and that's like where I really got my head wrapped around the whole strafing aspect of the game because he had very obvious fireballs that he was firing at you, and that's where I really got like, okay, this is like a never stop moving kind of thing uh and it took so long to kill him that first time and then you know by the end there's just multiples and they're cyber mancubuses and <laughs> yeah so ryan i i remember watching some of your twitch streams and you seem to deal with mancubuses pretty easily what, what was your kind of go-to bread and butter for for taking those guys out so I don't remember the name of the gun, but it's the one that shares the, is it a plasma cannon maybe? Or the one that's not the rifle, the plasma rifle, It's but it shares the, the same ammunition. The Gauss, the the Gauss, Gauss cannon. Yeah, yeah I, I found that thing could rip those suckers apart, uh, especially if you just, you kind of want to aim for, I guess it's, it's belly that would hang underneath its armor. And usually within two shots, it usually, um, if you can charge it up too, I believe that is a, an upgrade that might come with that that gun uh we'll the take it there's the zoom on it yeah yeah that that usually takes that apart pretty quickly as for i i guess least favorite i'm trying to remember the um i'm combing it through but i, I think pam is the one you mentioned that moves around the room so quickly mm -hmm. um, is that the summoner yeah, yeah the summoner so. is the worst i i absolutely hate that one i i generally try to save my chainsaw if i know that there's at least one or two in that room because I'll let it try to get to its area and spawn because shooting at it, it just takes off and absolutely hate those things. Seeing if there's any ones. Hell Knights are fun, I guess, because, you know, I don't know if they're fun, but I, I have a thing for every one of those guys. That's the thing. And it's like you're saying, Musty, about the rock, paper, scissors. I, I kind of know I have weapons that I try to save ammos for each room for a guy, um, for each fight. You're gonna die a lot in this game, is all I'm gonna say. So um, once you find out the lay of the room, I find um, that I know what my line of attack is gonna be in kind of what order I want to do it. Um, if that makes any sense. But it yeah, does. it's yeah, it does. Yeah, because I mean, you 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 know that if you I, I don't know if you don't get the imps, then eventually you'll have eight of them on you um, while you're trying to deal with something much bigger. And uh, those their fireballs came more out of nowhere for me than 
than the others. Uh, like all of a sudden, I would just have I would just be down, and I, it's just because you know two of them hit me right in the back with uh, with fireballs. But that's why I got to keep I, moving. Must can't is stay true. in one spot. This is true. This is true. Just keep swimming. Uh, sorry, Ryan. I, I, I no, no, cut off, I cut off your line of thought there. No, it's just it's um it's stuff like uh if I see uh like a pinky I guess uh you know charging at me again kind of want to just let it come at you like a bull and then just if you can strafe to the side and then hit it back pull out the the Gantling gun that I found um, which I, I completely forgot on this playthrough that I actually had and then um, pull it back out until probably the later levels because I think I remember I was running out of ammo on a lot of my weapons going against these these things and I found out I had that and that that rip that thing the pinkies apart so it's it's one of those things where i don't know you get i guess you get comfortable using some of the same weapons over and over again once you find out that there's a better weapon for like, trial and error if you will you know find out what's a better weapon to going against another you know another enemy you kind of try to play out your the game a little bit differently if you will kevin did yeah, you I... did you have a favorite weapon among among the mix uh, I don't know if I had a favorite weapon, but what I did like uh, what Ryan was kind of alluding to is that how you had to keep using different weapons. Um, I found myself switching between the weapons, uh, you know, using like the, the, the shotgun, the super shotgun was pretty much like your go to one when you got in a real jam and you couldn't figure it out. And that one would generally get you out of uh, any mess. But yeah, there were better weapons for each different type of enemy. And that's what I liked. I liked that I was constantly switching weapons to use something different um, because I do find that a lot of shooters kind of have that one overpowered weapon that you could just stick to throughout the entire game and not, and it's like, well, what's the point of all these other weapons if you're not uh, forced to use them? Um, I just wanted to mention too about the enemies. I liked how there was a little bit of a twist on the classic enemies like the imps, you know, they were pretty straightforward in the original game. They'd run at you and they would throw their projectiles straight at you and you would avoid them. And in this game, they would hang onto the walls. They would jump off to the side. Their projectiles would arc towards you. So if you, there, it would, there is a possibility that if you weren't looking at them when they throw it at you and you turn at them, that it's coming at you and you won't, won't even see it. Um, I liked all those little twists, even the, the pink demon too, having to... Uh, hit it from behind. In the original game, they would just come running right at you and you would just shoot at them. Um, so that, it was interesting that they would put all these little twists on on these classic characters and gave them... I don't know, it was impressive that it actually worked. You know, normally, like, oh, they changed this. I don't like this. But this, it seemed to... All the little changes they made worked in this game. So that was impressive. Yeah. Were the Gornets in the original game by chance? No. No. no, the keys were like it was a lot of you know finding the keys or hitting the buttons, um, but no, there was nothing like uh, that I can remember anyways, like a Gornes. Those those things I always dreaded when you see it. And there's, I want to say there's one level in particular I think that has just you have to take out four of them. And let's say the the foundry, the the one that's all lava looking. Yeah, that one's yeah. like, I guess if you want to talk about that horror element, that's kind of one of those ones where you, you see it, you know, there's. Smaller guys could just all around it, but nothing really fun happens until you um, yeah. rip it apart, basically. But that's one of those ones. As soon as you rip it apart, you got to just go, just keep moving. Mm -hmm. There's a there's a strange kind of dance to to transitioning between between weapons and 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 the constant moving, and you have to do all this stuff 
simultaneously. Otherwise, it's like like Kevin, like you reiterated, you just you stop, you die. Like that's just <laughs> it's just how it works. Um, but yeah, you kind of uh, I found myself in sections where I was uh, not surviving through you know that that gore nest or something like that. Like I had a, I was like putting a mental like uh, checklist as far as yeah, like okay, I'm gonna take out you know the imps with uh, I'm going to use this and I'm going to take out all the imps and then yeah and then you go to the next one and then you switch to this and it's like okay well now I'm out of ammo so now it's time to break out the chainsaw um and I'm going to use that on on this guy and um I always reserved the chainsaw for uh barons of hell when by that point in the game I was I was saving it for them uh so I would usually exhaust almost exhaust and then and then find one of those guys and take them out. That's probably not the best move. I probably should have been eliminating them earlier, but um... Yeah, I used my chainsaw on the Barons of Hell a lot, too. They gave you so much ammo, and they could be such a, a hassle that that's mm-hmm. where I would use them. Although I would tend to use it at the beginning of a fight rather than at the end. Um, there was just one other anime I wanted to mention that I actually feel kind of detracts from the game, and that's the guys with the shields. Um mm-hmm. Like the summoners, I found annoying how they would run away from me, but I felt like the the shield guys sort of actively slowed things down. It kind of like killed my bloodlust buzz having to go after them or like get around behind them. And uh, that was those were the one enemy that I actually thought were like not a great enemy as opposed to just not enjoyable to fight. Yeah, I found myself having to throw grenades at their feet and hope that it staggered them. Which did not always work. Mm. Then he got a yeah. They turned too quickly. Grenades are very underpowered in this game. If there's one weak thing, like it's it's like you would throw it and it felt like it would. They would just like of all the action that's going on, all the explosions and you're tearing demons apart. You throw these grenades and they would just like pop instead of boom. You know. Um, I wanted to mention the chainsaw too. I liked how they uh, the the enemies when you would kill. Uh, the enemies with the chainsaw that it, they would dump ammo, uh, which doesn't make any sense. But in a video game world, that makes sense. And it makes sense to have it dump ammo because you would normally go to the chainsaw when you were down on on ammo, right? You're running low on ammo. So I just thought that was a nice mechanic and that it wasn't, um, there was a certain limit to it. Like it was very limited. You had to find those uh, gas uh, containers in order to keep that thing running. So you couldn't go to it all the time. You had to make sure you had enough gas there in case you run low on ammo. I liked all that part to the game. I think that's one of the things that works the best for me of the whole game is that when you're low on ammo, when you're low on health, the solution isn't to go hide. It's to like get ultra aggressive, like get in there, Mm. do a glory kill, whip out your chainsaw. So it's like sort of the opposite of what you would do in any other shooter. Yeah, you have to use those glory kills to Mm. survive. There's no way you can get through it without it. You could probably only use the shotgun. You could probably get away with never upgrading any of the weapons, but I don't think you could play through the game without doing those glory kills. So it's, it saves ammo. I mean, it saves yeah. ammo and gives you a little bit and and the health boost. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, gives you an enemy to focus on too because there's so many enemies. And then once you see that glowing one there, it's like, okay, I got to go get that guy mm-hmm. first. Get him out of the way. It's a good breather. It's it's like it's like a fraction of a second just to collect, because usually you're you're in the middle of a pile of them, right? And there's the one that you like zip to, uh, 
I know there was an upgrade from one of the rune trials that allowed you to glory kill from a further distance. So they would turn orange, but you could be further away, and it would just like I don't know, I'm gonna say teleport, but it, it zips you right there. Uh, okay. and, and suddenly you're in you're in the middle of that. Um, there were some other ones that would do things like after a glory kill, you move like a certain percentage faster. And uh, did you guys come across rune trials at all? Like or and or did you do them if you did come across them? I did and I skipped them. I did all of them. <laughs> I did a few. I plan on doing all of them. Um, I should mention that this playthrough, like I played through the game before, and this playthrough I, uh, I've been going through and finding all the secrets and that, but I'm trying not to use any guide or anything like that. I just use what the map gives me, so it, it takes forever. And sometimes you get to the end of the level and you realize you've missed one, so you got to go back and play it all again, which is surprisingly easy with all... Once you have your character all upgrade, I'm playing it on one of the more difficult settings, and it's still not that uh, difficult to do. Were you playing but, on? Were you playing on PC? Yeah. So you guys, did you guys all play on consoles? I did. Using I, controllers. I did. Yeah, I did. My first time I played it was on PS4, and then I played on Xbox this time. I I didn't even know this was happening until I was watching uh, Ryan's one of Ryan's streams. But uh, when you have the the controller, you can hit a button, and it brings up that that wheel. Yeah, I believe you can it's select L1. a different. I believe if you and, hold on L1, it, it brings it up for on the PS. Yeah, see, that's that's a whole like that's like a newer, like a modern first person. Sh- that is so. I just thought it was so cool that I played through the entire game that first time, and I didn't even know that existed because I was playing on PC and I was just using one through eight to select all my different um, uh, weapons. And I actually like maybe a day or two before I watched your stream, Ryan. I actually went back and tried to play the game with a controller. And I wrote down in my notes that this game is way harder with a controller. It's so much easier with the mouse and keyboard. Because I didn't know that feature was there. I didn't even look to see. And but then once you have that wheel there, that changes the whole game because it slow like it slows down the game to a crawl, and it gives you time to decide which other weapon uh, you can use. And yeah, that's like I don't know. I th- just thought that was cool that they put that all in there for people that are using a controller. But if you don't want it. it you know, it, you don't have to use it. You can just completely ignore it. So it's it's kind of neat that they made both does the, both PC gamers and console gamers happy. Does the PC version have the wheel as an option? Like you can hit a button? Yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah, even on the mouse and keyboard, if you hold down Q, it, it pops it up. So you can play that way if you want to. But I just never I just never thought of it. You know, because I didn't it, even look it at it. It is great because it lets you recoup. You know, and you'll see the hordes coming at you. You'll see like, okay, what's my line of attack? You can take a yeah. breath. For a second, it slows down everything, and then select the appropriate weapon. Yeah, and no, it's 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 great for that reason. Um, you know, it's it's fantastic for that because it, with all the stress coming at you, it's it's just nice to have that breather for that moment, if you will. I I've just seen that mechanic in other games, and you cannot play the game without using that. Like, um, I think I can't remember what the first game was, but a lot of first-person shooters, m- newer ones, have that in there. And you could like a lot of PC gamers complain about something like that, you know. And it was just cool that it was in this game, and you didn't even didn't even have to use it, you know. I th- what I think how it is too for the controller version is that there isn't, you know, you can't just rotate between all the weapons. I don't believe. I believe you can only go back to the previous weapon. So besides having your BFG 
in your chainsaw as an option on the controller. Yeah. Um, I think you can only go back to your previous one unless you hold down the wheel. So, um, but I, I think it's nice for that feature alone, though. On the PC, you can map uh, the different buttons. I was looking at it after, and you can map, like, if you had, like, the shotgun, say that was your favorite, and you can map it to the Y button. So, like, it would go automatically to that if you wanted to. I don't know if that's on the PC or the console versions. No, they didn't. They didn't have a, a favorites list. Uh, I I like that the super weapons have their own face buttons. Like that, uh, that was really nice. That I wouldn't. I didn't. I didn't even have to think. Like it was. You know, if I'm gonna break out the BFG, uh, boom, it was done. It was there. I, I didn't have to slow things down. I could just easily toggle to it. Um, and the same with the chainsaw. One one thing uh, I was going to bring up about the chainsaw uh, really quickly was there it had a certain amount of of uh, gas units, and the enemy that you that you take down kind of varied how many gas units it exhausted. So like the, the bigger guys would take like four, so you couldn't um, you say you couldn't spam it. It has a limited amount, but it even has a a, a more um, you need to be careful about who you're using that on because if you waste it, if you waste it on too many little guys, then all of a sudden you don't have enough uh, to take out the Baron of Hell or the or a Pinky or something like that. Um, so again, uh, Ryan was PS4, Pam, you played on both consoles. Um, I also played on the Xbox One. Now our community, a lot of them, thirty-seven percent of them, played on Switch. Uh, Unfortunately, we don't have anyone representing that that uh, that group here today. Because I, I don't have I, any of you played on played the Switch version. No. I haven't played it myself, but Will played it on Switch recently, and I watched some of that. It uh, it it definitely does not look as good on handheld mode. He didn't really play it on uh, docked mode too much, but okay. uh, I'm I'm not super, you know, snobby about my graphics, but I you know. I'm sometimes snobby about the switch, so <laughs> well there's a there's a performance level too that that you kind of have to think about right I mean that, like it's a, it's like a lock thirty, but it's not but it's not sixty yeah i'm right. I'm snobby about uh my graphics and the switch, and uh I don't know how anyone can play this game in thirty frames per second. I'll just go on record saying that I just don't see how anyone can play it with the like the joy cons little knobs, that, yeah. that's 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 where i get stuck yeah you'd be using that l1 button a lot to slow things down mm -hmm. you'd have to <laughs> yeah for sure yeah but so the breakdown was 26 percent pc 15 percent ps4 22 percent xbox one and 37 percent nintendo switch so uh thank you to those who uh voted in that poll fun to to interject those those things um I want to go through weapons one last time. I, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, well, we had one last poll, and then we'll move away from these, uh, where we took the eight major weapons minus the BFG, because who doesn't love a BFG, uh, and put them up uh, tournament style against each other. Um, so the first poll was uh, pick your favorite between or which one do you enjoy using the most between chainsaw, super shotgun, plasma rifle, and rocket launcher? And the next one was pistol, vor vortex rifle, Gauss cannon, and chain gun. Uh, and the first poll, super shotgun, overwhelming winner, 54%. Uh, 
took the super shotgun. And then on the uh, second poll, it was the Gauss cannon at 48%. Put those two head to head. Uh, and we had a uh, overwhelming win for super shotgun who took 75% of the vote between that and the Gauss cannon. So uh, Kevin, like you were saying, the super shotgun's kind of the multi-purpose. It works well about against just about everything, but it, uh, I, I found myself not using it. Same. Um, really? I found, yeah, yeah. I forgot about it, to be honest with you. And I, I found the other, I don't, sorry, I must say, I don't mean to interrupt. No, you, no, go for it. I just I think, mean, the, I, I think I know what you're going to say, but. Well, I think the other shotgun, I think was more efficient. So that's, that's why I stuck more with that, to be honest with you. And I, right. I completely forgot it. I didn't like the add-ons that came with the super shotgun. Too. There were none. There was a, I felt like an acid, like addition to the, to the, to the ammo. I thought like it made the ammo stronger. Oh, maybe you're right. I, I just, I just, it, to me, it was, to me, it was, uh, for, I guess, for how I had people mapped out, it was, it took a more ammo than the regular shotgun. And yeah. I found that I found I could use stuff like with the regular shotgun, I could, uh, use like, it had like a grenade launcher attachment to it too, as opposed to using, I don't know. It, it seemed like the other shotgun was more efficient for me. Hmm. I don't know. I, anytime I got in a jam, I just whipped that thing out and I was like, oh, I was out of that jam. Yeah, I didn't use it much either just because I found it slowed things down. I like having lots of ammo. Yeah. It, it felt a little bit slow to me. Hmm. You didn't have to aim with it either. Like you just pointed point it in a general direction. So maybe that uh, might have been part of it. I don't know. Could be. Be. I and maybe I'm giving not giving it a fair shake because I was finding those ones that were strong, whereas I probably could have just continued to run with that uh, super shotgun instead. Uh, I'll have to give it another try. I want to say I, I really did like the pistol since we're still talking about the weapons. Um, I always entered every room with the pistol, and for the fact that um, I want to say what were the name of the guys that uh, hang on the walls again? Um, Imps. 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 So I found that, like, if you can charge the 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 pistol, you can take them out with one shot. You know, they'll kill them instantly. Same thing with the um, some of the bigger guys. Like, if you if you can like headshot them with the pistol, it'll take them out right away. And then when stuff would start getting more intense, is when I would switch it to a shotgun or the plasma rifle or assault rifle. And I also kind of forgot about the BFG to be honest with you. But then when I remembered, I would always save it for it towards the end of the room. It almost was kind of game breaking, if you will, but in a good way where it's, I remember, I think I was struggling in that room. It's before you take like an elevator, like the elevator to the, at the, is like the end of the level. And it ends you with three of the, uh, the big guy, the big guys in that room. Um, messing up all their names here. Uh, the but essentially like, was it Mancubus? The, the big, no, not the Mancubus is the, um, the Guardians the of Hell, whatever they're called. The Barons. Yeah. The Barons of Hell. There you go. Oh, wait, no. No, no, hold on. Are you you talking about the one boss, boss battle with the guy with the shield and the they would spin with the fire? No. Um, I'm those were Guardians. I'm thinking of... Uh, the level I'm thinking of is the one where it's, it's got like three floors, basically, and it's just hundreds of uh, enemies coming at you. Um, and I believe the last three is the Barons of Hell. Like It's like that's the last three, the spawner. And they're all coming at you, but if you just pull out the BFG, it takes out all three of them instantly, mm -hmm. and then you just get in the elevator. Because I remember I, I died a whole bunch of times because I was almost always out of ammo at that point in time, or at least the uh, 
chainsaw or if I was out of like shotgun or rockets at that point. And I just, for, I remember, I think I pulled out accidentally. I, I think I bumped the wrong button and also I'm like, Oh yeah, I have this. And I just, you know, instantly took them out and I was like, well, I just spent, you know, I died four times here trying to figure out this last little part. And, you know, instantly it was, it was like, it was like, Oh, that was nothing. Just get her in the elevator and the level's over with. Yeah. So I, we've talked a lot about, the methods of demon destruction. Uh, we haven't really talked about the story at all, and I think I think this game gets kind of an, an unfair rap with regards to people just saying, "Oh, it's just you know, it's your uh, your your bro shooter, you know, that kind of thing." And 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 there there is a story to it. Uh, it is uh a little bit deeper than than people make it out to be and so uh wanted to get your guys' thoughts on on the story uh, maybe Kevin will have you have you go first since you have experience with the other games all the way back to the beginning like what do you what do you think of of uh how they portrayed this story did, did you like it i see this tradition is continuing where you come to me first about the story cuz i have no clue as to what was going on with the story uh, at the beginning of the game, the uh, guy smashes the screen when the guy's talking to him. And he says, I don't care about the story. I just want to play this game. That was me. I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. There's some old lady that is opening up gates of hell on Mars, and you got to go fight everybody. That's At the end of the game, you fight a, a, a cyber demon and a mastermind. That, that's it. That's all I need to know. So I had no idea what was going on. At one point, you're on Mars. Next point, you're in hell. I, I don't know. Was and there anything back. more to it? <laughs> and then back, and then back. <laughs> Between hell and Mars. Um, I'm kind of with you on this one, Kevin. And I'm not poo-pooing the story. It's just that maybe it's just my my uh, impression of just going through the game um, with the, all the action going on. I'm trying to focus on what I'm going to do, and the story just goes way over my head. You know, just completely miss it, and I'm just killing bad guys. You know, it's kind of what it is. You know, you're, it's like you're saying, you go to hell, you go, you know, Go back to Mars. You, go, you know, it's it's one of those things that just went over my head. And I've played this twice now. I've beaten it twice now. It's just over my head. I, I know what's going on. There's an artifact that's opening the portal of hell, and they're going to use it for energy. But it just goes over my head. You know, it's not a bad thing, I guess. It's you know, because I guess it's not it's not the bread and butter of the game. Yeah, I didn't find it. Sure, like that's, a lot fair. Of, that's fair. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll give you that. It's not. It's not. Uh, I think other other uh, Bethesda games uh, in recent recently have done better in the story department than than this one. Um, I just think there's more to it than I think. I think it's easy to gloss over it, maybe because those low moments are moments to recover, and so you're not focusing on what's what's being said um, potentially. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that it's a bad story. Uh, it's probably great. Um, and it, it's just, wasn't the carrot that I needed to keep playing this game. Sure. And I just personally, I just didn't care. <laughs> that, that, that was, it's not that it's bad. It's just, I, I really didn't care. I just want to get to the action. And if, if I'm going to be critical of the game, even though like it has story, like if you're going to say, Oh, critique this game, um, th even the story, me not really remembering the story wouldn't be like, I guess a downfall for me for this, if it makes sense. Um, it's not, I guess, I, I would I would hear like for other games where people where the story is very important to the game. To me, that doesn't really matter so much with this game, and that's not a bad thing. 
So mm-hmm. yeah, I think the story is just what it needs to be. Uh, as Kevin sort of said, the Doom Marine is like demons bad. I kill them, and like that's what I do too. I know there's a story about you know the UAC and opening portals to hell, and then you have to stop the woman whose name I forget. Olivia. Olivia and Samuel Hayden is helping you stop Olivia. And she, I guess she just wants more power. I don't know what her intention is other than other than just more power. So you do that. And then eventually, this is a spoiler cast, right? Yeah, yes. we're good. We're good. <laughs> Samuel Hayden is also bad. So like, <laughs> yeah. uh, that was that was all I really needed to get from the story. That's totally fair. But is there something else you took away from it, Musty? I mean, I, I, so I think understanding some of the like backstory, which you sort of get through, you know, the audio logs or from, from Hayden himself, like he kind of, he kind of goes into it a bit, but like, um, you know, the, the whole reason they're doing this is because they're, there's the energy crisis and they figured out a way to sort of crack a little bit of a hole into, into hell to kind of siphon this stuff out. Um, and then Olivia, as I understand, was just a normal scientist. Something horrific happened, and so she like got this like degenerative like bone cancer or something. And so she had to. She's got that kind of like suit on that's cybernetic that's actually allowing her to like function. Um, and so, I, as I understand, she made some deal with some demon lord that we don't ever come across. Um, where she gave them a bunch, like all the cybernetics that they have are that she provided to the, uh, to that side. Um, and then what she did then was release, release what had been confined. So Hayden, uh, who, as you said, Pam, you know, his, his motives aren't exactly, um, all shiny either. Um, he, is doing research on, on these demons. He's taken, he's doing, done expeditions. That's where they found the sarcophagus and, um, brought everybody back. And, um, they've been working to like, I don't know if it's weaponizing the, the lower level demons, but you know, that's what Olivia uses as kind of the linchpin for this whole thing. And so, um, I mean, I found, I found it did a nice job filling those, moments of quiet uh with something uh if it was just fights over levels over new level new fight um and there there wasn't there wasn't a chance to kind of take a moment and you know there were some the first time you go to hell there's those like uh they're, they're not altars but they're almost like little like uh pedestals and you you know you interact with them somehow and then you hear some demonic voice kind of giving giving more backstory of uh of the doom slayer and how it, it seems like there's documentation on hell's side of of how much they fear this guy um which just makes you you know it's like i'm a big deal uh, <laughs> and I, I i i don't know i i found i found that that all flowed very nicely for me um could i have done without it sure Sure, why yeah. not? Um, I did find some moments funny, and I know Pam, one of your favorite moments from the game, I think, is um, that you've noted here. Uh, it involves exactly that, where he's just kind of done with it. But uh, you want to talk about the elevator at the beginning? 
I think that moment was slightly different. Like it's not the one with the like he doesn't want to listen, but like just at, at the beginning of the first level, he's like he finds the shotgun on a dead guy, and then he sort of goes, he kills his first imp that sort of comes and screams at you and you get on an elevator and like the music's going and it's got this like awesome heavy metal in the background and then just like as he is i don't remember if he's getting on the elevator or getting off the elevator he like cocks his shotgun in time with the music and it's just like oh yeah <laughs> is that is that as the doors open to the outside yeah i think so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. they did a lot of a lot of really good uh mixing of music and action in general. I feel like now is a really good time to talk about McGordon. So why don't we do that? Who wants to talk about the music first or maybe your favorite favorite moments or did you did you love it, hate it? Uh, I'll go. It. Okay, uh, Ryan. Go, Ryan. Um, uh, so I love the, I guess, the, um, if I'm going to say a favorite track, it probably is the loading up the main menu track, which I believe is called Hellwalker. Yeah, I absolutely love it because it's it gets me like fired up. Even though it's like a kind of a long loading screen, it's still just kind of playing in the background, loading up to it. And I just love that just the the drums and just it's just like do 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 do. I'm gonna see if I can match that up with the beat here, but uh, it's it just it gets me fired up for playing this game. Basically, it's just that that really heavy metal. Um, and this is almost the entire soundtrack is heavy metal or atmospheric music, if you will. Yeah, that track that track has that little ting to mm -hmm. it that I I don't know what they use to make that sound. Like I to me that almost sounds like a, a bullet cartridge like dropping to the floor. Yeah, there's something like that. Or I know what so you're talking like, about right at the beginning. Yeah, it's like it's and like kicks into the beam. It's I don't know. I, it gets me fired up to play it every time. So that's it's something I always look forward to when loading up this game is hearing just that that intro theme. You poor console players with your long loading screens. I feel bad for you. Whatever. <laughs> it's a living. <laughs> I like the music overall. I didn't have a favorite track. I just thought overall it was a good heavy metal track or a soundtrack. I liked it when the music kicked in, you knew it was time to kick ass and then it would, it would disappear. You knew that all the enemies were gone and it was time to move on and try to find the key or the button or whatever next so i thought it was very effective yeah th i think there was nothing more that i enjoyed than seeing weapon point unlocked checkpoint uh and then the music changed right like it's just like yeah yeah okay time to breathe <laughs> <laughs> yeah for for me the, i i really liked the um bfg division is the track name um it is uh the song that they it's the song that they played at the game awards and it uh it's the one that kind of pulled me in and then the moment that it comes up it's got that like high sort of shrill melody to it um which i won't try to reenact for all of your ears purposes um but i really like that one
I I found so Bethesda has the the entire OST on a YouTube video, and um, it is regularly on my like background music uh, at work, and I like it doesn't make me hostile, which is good, um, but it keeps me like it's very motivated and driving, and the the just the the beat to it I think is 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 really cool. Um, the other comment I was going to make, and then and then I I don't want to. Forget to let Pam. I want you. To, I want to give you a chance to uh, to talk about the music. The um, there's a there's a difference between the Hell music and the Mars music, um, in that there's like more choral stuff happening with the uh, with the stuff that takes place in Hell. Like there's a lot more voices, um, whereas the Mars stuff is a lot more um, metallic and sort of robotic. Uh, just a, I guess, an observation there from me. I don't know if you guys agree or not, but. Yeah, I agree about that. There's definitely a bit of a different atmosphere to both of those places. I really like the soundtrack, which is kind of surprising. I'm not the biggest heavy metal fan in the world, although usually what ruins it for me is vocals. And so this being basically lacking vocals is probably what makes me like it so much. I actually got the, um, the, vinyl of the soundtrack uh, a couple weeks ago. And I think Rip and Tear is probably my favorite of the, um, of the songs. And I agree with what you said before. Like, it's just everything is so well, um, like the sound editing is so good. Like this, how it ramps up when there's enemies and then it sort of slows back down when they're gone. Uh, just like all the sound cues are really great. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, we, did any of you guys uh, collect the uh, the little marine dolls that you can find around there? Whenever I could find them. Uh, I mean, it's cool. You know, you hear the little vintage Doom yeah. music playing too. He touches the arm and then just puts yeah. them away. When you uh, find it, you get the little. Is there a reward for finding them all? Or I, I just know I can only find a few of them in the game. I don't know what you get for finding that. But if you find. All, this was uh, the bug doctor on Twitter who gave me this uh, heads up. If you find all the classic levels in the game which um you, there's levers that you can find that will open up a door somewhere else on the level and if you go through it you're playing a uh, a level from the original doom or from doom 2 or final doom uh, it's a, and it'll be like either part of the level or the entire uh thing and um if you find all of those every level has one uh at the if you find them all in the menu, you can play through the entire, like all the levels all at once. All the, it's, all it's, the retro ones? Yeah, all the retro ones, yeah. Nice. Kind of cool. And it's it's 
it's kind of like how they did in Wolfenstein. You know, it's like you have your modern HUD and modern enemies, but it's just all the backgrounds and everything. The level design, everything is all retro style. It's very cool. See, I, I didn't come across a single one of those retro ones. I, I did find some of the, the, the plushes, uh, mm-hmm. which were yeah, awesome. I did. like, I, I didn't, I didn't get the fist bump. That was the one that I was like, cause he did something a little bit different with, with each of them that I found. Um, I never got they're, the one where he, he just bumped into the. Like, yeah, yeah. The, they're yeah. they're random animations, I believe. Okay. So, um, you, you, you might you just didn't luck out. I just didn't that. find. But, uh, I didn't roll the dice right. The first time I played it, I didn't find any of those rooms either. I didn't even know they existed until I um, started playing this round, and I was there was you know just that um, orange colored uh, secret that I had to find. I'm like, where, where is this thing? And then I found the lever and found my way in. And I'm like, I didn't even know this was in this game. That's- yeah, those are especially hard to find. I find even sometimes if you manage to find the lever, the door isn't necessarily within like looking distance. Yeah, yeah, it could be in another completely different spot. Yeah. Uh, the door itself has a certain look. So once you find it, you know, you know that that's where the door is, but you have to find it. And it doesn't always give you the marker. I can't remember if it gives you the marker where the door is or where the lever is, or I don't know. It's they're not easy to find. I wonder if one of the one of the perks I believe for the suit is it makes it easier to find like hidden items in the game. But um, yeah, it'll show up on the yeah. um, on the compass. Doesn't it also um, like the controller vibrates as you get mm-hmm. close to a secret? Is that an so, upgrade? Yeah. 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 If you're using that. a controller. Yeah. <laughs> Does it do anything for you no. if you're on Resident Evil? No. Be nice. Keyboard just it's shakes. Just... <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. So, I mean, th- there was a lot to collect. Um, you know, there's, uh, you briefly brought up weapon enhancements. I feel like we've talked weapons to death at this point, but um, there's the Argent Sorry, can I upgrades. talk about my favorite weapon? Yes, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> no one mentions it. Just I'm surprised it's not more popular, but the plasma rifle is my favorite. The plasma wet rifle with the heat um, heat blast. Mm-hmm. I just find it so, like, it's not the strongest weapon, but if you've got a whole bunch of, like, imps or possessed or whatever around you, you hit that heat blast and you just don't have to worry about them anymore. Uh, and then also the does shot. It, does it take them all the way out, or does it does it just stagger? Yeah, it, it'll take the weak guys all really? the way out if it's fully charged. Yeah. That's. that's so, see, so I, don't, I, don't, I don't even think I got. <laughs> I, I I found myself being very selective about my customizations, and I I think mm-hmm. I may have skipped that one altogether. I can't remember what the other option is for it. Um, I think it's a stun of some kind. I think that's what I did, and I didn't bother using that. <laughs> like I, I got unlocked it, but I didn't bother using it. Um, I did the assault rifle a lot because I mm-hmm. liked the uh, once you master the upgrade on that with the uh, the rockets. Mm-hmm. Uh, those mini rockets are uh, they chew things up big time, uh, and and eventually you get to the point where every piece of ammo can just be a rocket. Yeah, uh, just like yeah, I like anything. To- Anything with explosions. Also, the shot, the regular shotgun with the explosive shot. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything where I don't have to be particularly good at aiming is good for me. Yeah, yeah those little missiles will... Uh, I'm not sure if that's an upgrade or not, but they hone in on the enemies too, which mm-hmm. is pretty nice. So if you just miss it, it'll just whip around the corner and take them out. 
Yeah, against single enemies, especially like bosses, I found that that was like I did not mind unloading two hundred missiles into that guy. Yeah, um, like yeah. So there were some upgrades to the you know yourself. You could you could boost health. You could boost um, armor, and then boost your ammo uh, capacity. Uh, and those were just kind of randomly found on dead soldiers. Did you guys? Did you guys? Given the choice between the three, like which ones did w- did you have one that you went after first, as far as like maxing out, or did you max them out? Yeah, I um, I I went for um, I went for health and then uh, health, then ammo, then armor. Like I, I I maxed out, made sure I had my full health and made sure I had full like ammo first. I found I found armor because. I don't remember getting like refills from killing enemies from the armor. And I could be wrong in this one. I only remember finding like the little green clips on the ground or the big shield or the one that looks like a football shoulder pads, if you will, you know, like I found those, you know, less than I did the ammo. And I I felt like I always wanted to make sure I didn't run out of ammo for these guns. I liked using and I wanted to be at full health. So I made sure I went after those first. Um, I believe I maxed it out completely. Um, but I, if anything, if I missed it this time, it would have been just the armor if I did. Um, but that's I can recall. Yeah, I've got the same sort of priority in terms of stats, but they all ended up maxed maxed out by the end. I was the same too. I went with offense is the best defense, so I just went with anything that gave me the best, like that sort of advantage. Rather than health or armor upgrades, I always just went with like the best, you know, what's going to give me the the edge in the offensive zone. Yeah, for sure. But that's because I'm so good at games. Right. Somebody's got to take the mantle. I don't get hit. (laughs) Getting hits for posers. Right. Did you know that there's a little noise that happens when you're low on health? No, I never. Who knew? talked about the enemies we talked about like enhancements and things like that we really didn't talk too much about we named the bosses but we didn't really talk about the boss encounters do you want to talk about uh, maybe ones that that you enjoyed or maybe ones like that one with the guardians in the little uh circular arena that i i despised um i was not a fan of that one <laughs> um partially because um that fight can be so long and the moment that you know, like if you if you don't take that one guy out, so the guy in the middle has has a shield, and then he's got multiple different fire attacks. He can throw this thing around the ring of the circle, and it kind of once you, it's about getting that pattern down. Once you figure out the pattern on that, then you got to get make sure you get the next one. There's there's one attack where he does these like fire. Uh, they're just like spikes of fire that come out to the edge. And I found myself being to the side of them and still dying, like just misted. And I, and, and I don't, I didn't understand why. So it was like, I go, did you, did you fire a rocket at you at him when he was doing that, building up that wall before it's coming at you? Like when you, you can, you can see it like coming up and if you fire a rocket, he'll, it will stun him completely. And then really? you go Yeah. Well, it, Believe me, believe me, Musty. I know what you're talking about because I remember the on my first playthrough, 
I think that was like the hardest boss for me completely mm-hmm. where it took me like over a day. Like I got so frustrated. I had to stop and I couldn't figure it out. And then after that, he spawns into two, right? Yep. But, but then, they, but they don't have shields. So you can just, no. you can just lay into them constantly, but you have to kind of, you have to balance. You got the guy who's got more projectile attacks and then you got the guy who's coming after you. And so you got to figure out like, you know, you got to prioritize. They have a uh, they have a charging attack, right? Where they have to charge up before they unleash their attack, and that mm-hmm. gives you like that small window opportunity to of of you know when they're trying to charge up, it stuns them both, I believe, if not yeah. just at least the one, and that gives you the full advantage. That that part of the battle, that that was for the first playthrough for me. That was the hardest part of this whole game. Um, on this playthrough, um, I don't mean to change the subject for you, because no. I know you're. No, I was I was boss. I was gonna I was gonna hand off to someone else to talk about a different different um, bosses, but go for and it. I think of Dean if you're still watching here. Uh, he he was watching me in the stream when I was trying to figure out the final boss, which is the Spider Mastermind. That was on this playthrough. Like I couldn't figure out what I did on my my first playthrough, and then I just kept getting destroyed and destroyed um, by the Spider Spider Mastermind, um, which is officially was it? It's Olivia. It is Olivia. Olivia. She becomes this final boss, um, but it, if it wasn't for what's it called like the like my what well, I finally figured out to beat it was you just have to stay far away and shoot from a distance. Just don't let it get near you and just keep shooting. And eventually, I don't. It's it's incredibly easy if you do that. But if you ever try to get anywhere near this boss, you will get destroyed. Um, but yeah, it's. You know, there's that level of difficulty, and it's like you said, you, it's trial and error, trial and error, where, you know, mm-hmm. until you figure out what it is that, you know, that one spot you have opportunity to take out a boss. Yeah, that's, I don't know, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, there was, there was one thing about this game I found that was, that was uh, interesting is that, is that it really kind of, that old statement of like doing the same thing, like the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. You really needed to adapt your approach because if, if all you did was follow the same line and take out the same enemies in the same pattern, um, then you were bound to continue to fail. Um, there's a spot with the train where you ride the train into sort of what, what's like a train depot before you go after Vegas core. Um, and that one, that, that was my toughest p- stretch uh, because You've got all the enemy types. You've got a section of the ground that's electrified. And so if you fall in, you have to jump out amongst, uh, you know, a swarm of enemies. Uh, There's those screaming guys, the screaming heads. Um, Blood souls, maybe I think might be the name. I can't, can't recall. Um, Those, those guys like hated those moments. Every time I heard the scream, I'm just like, where, where, where? Uh, and it was usually behind me and I'm just like, just taking damage where, where I shouldn't be. Um, but yeah, I needed to, the, the first time it's like, okay, well let's take out these guys first. Let's, and then just keep trying, trying, trying. Um, and eventually you work your way through it. But, um, there were, there was, there were a couple other pretty cool bosses. Pam, I know you like the, uh, cyber demon. I love the cyber demon. I, I, it's funny because I couldn't explain the first phase of the fight to you because you face him not long after getting the BFG. And so the first time I saw him, I just emptied the BFG into him. And I was like, oh, he's dead. That was easy. And then it like takes you to hell for the second phase of the fight. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Uh, but that second phase is so 
fun. Like so much like strafing and jumping and dodging. It, it almost made me think of like World of Warcraft boss fights where that require a lot of movement and things. And it was really fun. It took me a lot of attempts to kill it the first time I saw him. But uh, that was one of sort of the most fun moments and one of the most memorable moments in gaming for me for the last few years. That's where I would use the um, the grenades, the like health draining grenades. So I would just like toss one at him and get a little bit of health back as I was dodging his attacks. So yeah, that was a really, really fun fight. Though I, I did feel like the, the boss fights kind of tapered off after that. Like I thought that was such a good one and then the other two didn't quite live up to it. Well, yeah, there was almost a rhythm, a rhythm game kind of built mm -hmm. in with the, with the waves of, yeah. of energy down the corridors. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I like that one too. You, you made you you made you made a good choice, for sure. Um, Kevin, did you have did you have a boss? I I don't want to I don't want to miss out uh, asking you if you had a favorite. No, um, iterate what uh, Pam had said. Cyber Demon was definitely my favorite. Um, I like how he got that uh, was it like a pipe or something. You throw it up in the air, and then all of a sudden you're in hell, and uh, you're fighting him all over again. Yeah, it was good. Enjoyed that one. Yeah, definitely. Um, you guys play the multiplayer at all? No, no. Aside from the beta, I played the I the, I downloaded the demo, and I I played one round. And I said this isn't for me. <laughs> That's all I touched. I probably should go back to it. It's probably been updated like twenty times over. And I have been enjoying the uh, Quake Champions um, uh, multiplayer. So, you know, maybe I would if I do go back to it, but couldn't really say if it's good either way. Yeah, I, t I totally skipped on it too. Um, just... did, did anyone try out the VR mode of the game? There's a VR. I, I started it um, on place. Well, I think it's on everything, but I I have it on PSVR, and I, uh, it's as a VR game, uh, it is different than stuff that I would want to play. Like I played Farpoint, uh, which allows for full movement, and then you know you you just use the head tracking to kind of direct where you're going. Uh, this, a lot of the movement is uh, point at an area, zip to the area. Now they they. Conveniently, if you stagger a demon, you can then point at the demon, and then the glory kill is you zipping over and then just obliterating that demon. But I, I didn't get too far into it. It's it, it is a side story um, that actually starts off in the Lazarus facility uh, as uh, another uh, soldier. Um, it's interesting, though. I mean, it's uh, it it it's. The same level of quality as far as visually, um, but I think I think if you if you it'd be one of those where I wouldn't put somebody who's a uh, VR novice in front of that game. Uh, I think it might be too much. And then again, you've got imps charging up and like right in your face, uh, which is a lot to handle <laughs> in VR. So, so you can't be continuously moving. Then you you can just move. There, there is there, there are controls. Um, there are controls to get you there, um, where you can still move. But 
the most effective means is to do the sort of zip to uh, teleport. Yeah. I, th I think is 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 really a better better term for it. But yeah, to kind of teleport, teleport, to like zip, 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 zip. And so if you can't deal with motion, that type of motion, uh, it's probably not going to be your cup of tea. I hear it's short, um, maybe five or six hours at the most, but uh, that's longer than I played with Farpoint. And by the end of that point, by the end of that time with Farpoint, I, I was kind of done. Um, I'm ha I was happy with the game, but this is not a Farpoint podcast. So what am I talking about? <laughs> Uh, I, I would like to get back to it sometime, but I, th I feel like that's one again that's probably best for me in chunks. Uh, but a lot of the mechanics are still there. Uh, it's just you're not you're not the same guy, um, but you still do a lot of the same things. That's about all I got for you on on that one. Fair enough. What yeah. did you guys think of the platforming in this game? I just it's thought it was very weird to see in a doom game it because it was more of something that you'd find in a half-life game or in uh, metroid prime mm -hmm. but to have platforming in this i don't know it was just i generally don't like platforming in first person perspective and this one didn't change my opinion <laughs> <laughs> at all I wasn't thrilled about it at first. I don't also don't like first person platforming, but I did find it very, very forgiving. Like I felt as long as you, you pointed yourself basically in the right direction, you would make the jump that you were trying to do. So I didn't have too much problem with it. Uh, there were a couple sections, like I think the Argent Tower was the level mm -hmm. where you had to like do a lot of climbing where it you know, yeah. felt like a little much, especially if you ever fell down and then you had to climb all the way back up but uh it was i was surprised with how much i didn't hate it <laughs> i like Maybe the markers the, the 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 green markers for like here's here's the way that you should go and mm -hmm. and that wasn't just that was more than just on the platforms right like there there were some areas where it was just like there's a green light you're probably going in the right direction um i think at least they did a good job of fitting the little bit of hand holding through those sections with something that was in the universe right it's not uh, it's not uh pigeon pigeon stuff in uh in uh tomb raider or that kind of thing but um at least you knew you knew you were going in the in, in the right way i i liked it i liked it more once the double jump was in play like that that was a lot of fun. Uh, there's some jumps where it's just like, I don't think this is the right thing to do, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> uh, there's one toward the end where you're just jumping off a cliff and uh, you have to kind of gauge, like, if you just land, you're fine. For some reason, your suit compensates for the fall. Yeah. for the fall, So you don't take fall damage, but it slows you down. So if yeah. you can conveniently time your double jump to, to make that happen closer to the ground, you can just kind of hit the ground running. Um, a lot, a lot easier. Uh, Perhaps yeah. it, it is just because on this playthrough, I'm trying to find all the hidden stuff, yeah. and there's a lot of platforming that's like a lot of things are hidden because you need mm -hmm. to platform your way to it. So maybe that that's why it just stuck out to me this time around. I could see that. Yeah, that's true. 
there, the one place I did find it difficult is that there is a rune challenge that is a sort of mobility challenge where you have to go through this place and there's sort of two walkways on either side and then just like the void in the middle and you have to get all these runes and it involves like double jumping and like double jumping while strafing and I had that was probably the challenge I had the most trouble with and had to do the most amount of times to finally get it. Yeah, I was kind of su surprised with those rune trials, how restricted they are. There's only really one way to mm -hmm. get through them. Um, and it's it's surprising because the rest of the game, like I was using, like you guys were using different weapons. I was using the shotgun. It's very forgiving. You can find different ways to mix things up and take enemies out. It's all what, how you prefer to play it. But those rune trials are, there's only one way to get through it and you got to figure it out which I, I don't know, I've, I've found that kind of jarring compared to the rest of the game. Um, from the rest, from I guess from the regular part of the game, I skipped the ruins. I, I found the platforming to be pretty good. So I, I don't know. That's the only thing I'd say. I didn't do the ruins, so I guess maybe the platforming wasn't so much a challenge for me. But, Spoken uh, like a true, true N64 fan. Doesn't mind 3D platforming at all. <laughs> nope. Perfect. Perfect yeah. 3D platforming. Um, but no, it's it, it felt good with the double jump, I guess. I don't know. It, it was... It was it was pretty good, you know. I, I used it a lot in battle to to get around from between floors, and I used it to my advantage. Um, but I didn't really use it to solve puzzles if that was the case, you know. But yeah, I think uh, I had played through Halo Five prior to this, and Halo Five had some of that same kind of mantling to to get to higher levels. So I, I think I was a little bit used to that. Um, this was easier because you didn't actually have to press a button to make it happen. Um, which was nice. It was it, like, like you said, if you're close enough, it'll let you do it. And, and later on, there's an upgrade then to speed that process up so that you mantle faster, um, which just keeps that flow going, which we all like, we all like that flow. So did anyone try snap map? No, <laughs> I, I, know did it <laughs> I did the tutorial just cause I wanted the achievement. But that was that was the extent of my snap map. It's I, I like those things for people that you know it's there for people that want it. But I, I don't want to build my own game. I want to play other other people's games. I feel exactly the same. <laughs> I think I think I would have been more motivated if I had been into multi into the multiplayer. But um, like because. Again, I'm bringing up Halo. Uh, Forge was something that I would mess around in, but it was more for just for fun. I don't know that, you know, uh, Doom as a multiplayer suite isn't one that's like a, let's just have a casual, you know, jumping around or let's let's uh, pretend to play golf or something. Um, that just wasn't happening in this game. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's a lot of people that have done great things with it, especially considering, I mean, you have all those, uh, Doom games to draw inspiration from, and probably all the Quake. Like people probably have built, you know, exact replica of old levels in this game to replay in this modern way, and it's it's yeah. probably great. But eh, who has the time for all that? <laughs> That's right. They don't they don't pay us enough for that. I guess I should. I just uh, yeah. I'll save it for my my final comments. Well, then, Kevin, let's 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 have you hit lasting impressions. Um, overall rating and your your kind of final thoughts tie a bow on this thing okay well i think uh, this is a great game 
that everyone should play. Even if you're not a fan of first-person shooters, it does uh, enough difference to make it stand out from the rest. So there might be something there for you. Um, it mix, mixes in well. I, I like to think of this game as the Mario Galaxy of the Doom series. Where Mario Galaxy kind of took bits and pieces from the previous games and put it put them all into one nice package and added its own spin to it. And I think that's what Doom has done well. It's not only taken stuff from the Doom series, but it's also taken stuff from uh, id's other catalog, like Wolfenstein and uh, Quake. Like all the um, enemies falling apart when you attack them, that, that's a leftover from Quake, and they put that into this game. So it's kind of cool to see that. Um, so yeah, I give this a huge recommendation and think everybody should at least try it. It's good times. Uh, Pam, let's, let's hear your lasting thoughts. Uh, and then we'll go me and then, and then Ryan. Uh, yeah, I feel pretty similarly, except for the Mario galaxy thing. Cause I don't know that game, but <laughs> I, I think it's a fantastic game. It's sort of like a fresh, a breath of fresh air in terms of the shooter genre. I really hope that other shooters going forward kind of take a page from this and shooters come become more about the, like the movement and the aggression rather than like the hiding and the recovering health. Uh, I'd, you know, if they would swing back that way, that would be uh, a pretty cool thing that I think Doom could set the trend on. Uh, yeah, it was great to replay it again. It's probably one of those games that I would go back to every couple of years to give it a replay. Unless Infinity ends up being superior, then I would probably go back to that one instead. Excellent. All right. Let me say. Uh, let me say that I, I, I mentioned this earlier. I, I regret not having persevered to play this game through when it originally came out, and so I, uh, thankfully, I didn't miss the bus entirely on it. I, I got back to it, you know, in in 2016. But uh, you have to be. I, I will say for those who maybe don't play a lot of first person shooters or people who maybe aren't. Uh, as keen on the kind of concept. Uh, if you're not feeling it, that's okay, but give it another try. Um, the the uh, there's a point, and I, I it's different for a lot of people, but I know a lot of people have said that you know at some point, maybe two levels in, three levels in, things click, uh, especially once you figure out the 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 flow and the speed and the the dance the doom dance uh, that that is, you know, weapon switching and all of that. And uh, this game does that so masterfully that uh, I, I cannot wait to see what happens with um, with the next in the series. Um, it looks like they're amping up that that moving around to a, a whole nother level. And uh, I'm I'm very happy that uh, a studio like Bethesda, who is pushing a lot of these um single player first games uh has this one uh and I, i'm really happy with what they've done i would recommend it to just about anyone uh, i know that some people maybe don't deal with uh motion well and so that's if you have physical physical reasons why why you can't uh, then i understand but i i have no reason to not recommend this to everybody uh who has the means to play it. And it's on every major console and PC. So you've got a reason to play it if you have a system. So uh, highest recommendation for me, for sure. Ryan. 
Yeah, for me, I, I recommend it to, to almost about anybody, um, unless you are a person who needs to have story, like a, a deep, in-depth story. This game might not be for you, um, but for me, it's fantastic. I recommend it to everybody. It's cheap now from from everywhere I looked, unless maybe you are buying the Switch version. Uh, but everywhere else, it's, it's pretty cheap, um, and it's a lot of fun. I just... I, it, I loved everything about it for, for you know... I, I'm I'm kind of over playing the online multiplayer games at the moment, um, I but I do love first person shooters, um, so this hits that sweet spot for me. I you know and it plays great on a console, so um, I I recommend it for almost about anybody. And uh, with that being said, we'll get into the CC three word reviews. So to start us off for the CC three word reviews, we have Diego with Glory Killing Goodness good one yeah that's a good one we miss you diego come back to twitter no, that's right uh, don't come right. back to then yeah you're probably <laughs> <laughs> we have east gilliam at east gilliam he has that soundtrack though jacob shaw wrote rip and tear and i probably should write down almost everyone here who wrote rip and tear because there's a few here um we have raiho at raiho the magnificent <laughs> magnifico Mag- the magnifico thank you Right, you should change it to the Magnifico now. The <laughs> Magnifico. It's so much easier to say. Um, he wrote, go to hell. Church at the Game Grinder wrote, rip and tear. Josh at Frant- Frantic Society wrote, oh, hell yeah. Nice. <laughs> Mighty Q-Dog wrote, glorious killing shooter. Flock of Nerds wrote, sick guitar riffs. Chris R., the bass, the bass guy, wrote, Bloody Fun Shooter. Jeffrey Hilliard oh, I, wrote... I see what he did there. That's good. <laughs> I did, too. <laughs> it went over my head. That's right. <laughs> oh, I just got it. Very, yeah. very nice. Uh, Jeffrey Hilliard at Self Destructo wrote, Guns and Guts. The Enneastologist wrote, Effin Bloodbath. I censored it here for, for children. Uh, round two gaming wrote barrels of fun. There's no barrels in this game. He's got a picture yeah. of uh, the double barrel shotgun, the super shotgun. Oh, double barrel shotgun. Oh. Explosive barrels. There are some explosives. Oh, this yeah, one. I guess so. Okay. Guys Mrs. Q Dog wrote intense and scary. Deej13 wrote still fun online. I think you may have been the only one. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Tony Brazel at the Brazel Spective wrote, Brutally, hellishly excellent. Jake at the McAxel wrote, Mick Gore done. Travis Play Games wrote, Gory, glory, yum, yum. <laughs> I've got to question a lot of people's opinions on, on bloody video games now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Excalibri wrote, Fast, frantic, ferocious. Keen at Keen MMA wrote, "Rip and tear." So I have to ask, what is this a is this a positive review? All the rip and tears. <laughs> I'm not sure if it many of these are reviews so Fair much enough. as <laughs> words that describe the game. <laughs> so I, I I was thinking it's it, one of them actually may have accidentally typed uh, "rest in peace" and "tear," uh, but. <laughs> Maybe that's what. 
It's probably not it. Chris Gerardo wrote Full Metal Mayhem. Did you want me to skip Scott Game of Silence one musty? I don't even remember what it was. What did he say? Fap, fap, fap. There you go. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Uh, I didn't man. want to say it. <laughs> uh, Sergio Martinez wrote First Person Ripper. Vidya Gamer wrote Shoot, Punch, Repeat. Cartridge Bros P1 wrote Sweet Killing Tunes. That's it from the community. So let's hear it from the panel. Kevin, what is your three word review? My three word review is Barrels of Fun. There you go. No, it's not. It's um, no loading. Nice. <laughs> Forgot to mention Pam, that, what's your that there's no review? reloading in this game. Hmm. Yeah, that's another good thing that keeps the speed up. Uh, my censored three word review is badass freaking game. There you go. Musty, what's your three word review? It doesn't disappoint. And mine is fast, fantastic, fun. Right. Wow. Yeah, I know. I didn't think of anything <laughs> Doom Hell related. Hellishly good time. There you go. You should have went with Barrels of Fun. Barrels of <laughs> Rip and Tear. Rip, rip and, and Tear. It's a real good one. I think of any games you could use Barrels of Fun. <laughs> Isn't that what Bonus Barrel is all about? I think, yeah, I think there's, there's a whole game. forum post about it. Yeah. Yeah. Barrels of Fun. And that's the show, everybody. So, with that being said, I want to thank our panel for being here. And um, I'm going to start off with Kevin. Where can we find you online? Well, let me just say thank you guys so much for having me on. And I think you guys are doing a, a good job taking over from the bros. And I look forward to listening to uh, where this show goes in the future. And if you want to find me, just type in Retro Fandango into any browser and my podcast that I do with uh, Richard, a.k.a. The Rambox, will pop up and you can listen to me there. Pam, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Jasyla underscore, that's J-A-S-Y-L-A underscore, or you can find me on YouTube, where my channel is called Cannot Be Tamed, or you can find my podcast, Media Mavens, wherever you listen to podcasts, though we are on a bit of a hiatus right now, as my co-host has just moved to South Korea. Well, thank we, you for being here today. We hope you guys come back. Me too. <laughs> uh, for me, you can find me on Twitter at It's Rocket Sauce, and I'm occasionally on, or mostly on, um, Tuesday's CC Hangouts. So if you want to come on and chat, it's open to almost anybody, you know. So uh, just shoot, uh, you know, private reply to the Hangouts Twitter and come and join us. Uh, Musty, where can we find you? Yeah, so you can find me uh, on YouTube at Second Breakfast. Uh, that's the channel name. Uh, on Twitter at Musty Hobbit. Uh, and again, I'm also usually at the Hangout uh, if, if you are inclined to be there. Uh, but yeah, again, thank you to the panel. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, again, season six is is underway, and we are really looking forward to the coming months ahead and this whole year. We kind of we have a rough idea of what what it is that we want to do throughout the the calendar year, or with, throughout the rest of this season. But we've got big things coming the next couple months. So I want to reiterate that for the month of October, we are playing Resident Evil Two, uh, available on a whole lot of uh, systems uh, and 
uh, want to give people a chance to, again, get first impressions uh, if they don't already have them before the uh, remake comes out early next year. Uh, so looking forward to, to that one quite a bit. And in November, uh, we're doing something that's unprecedented uh, in that we are playing a brand, brand new game, uh, as in comes out the week before November, uh, and we are playing Re uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, so uh, if you're interested in playing along, please uh, you know, let us know. Uh, the forum posts will be up for those as their respective months begin, uh, but we're very much looking forward to having a lot of people along for the ride on both of those. Uh, if you are interested in supporting the club or its contributors, I do want to encourage you to check out the Patreon. Uh, we do have patrons at the club backer level or higher do get access to these live recording sessions, where other levels also get access to the archived and edited video presentation. Um, we're very much uh, looking to supplement those things with, with uh, fun perks uh, for people. And so... Uh, if that's your kind of thing, definitely check it out. Uh, the club itself runs solely on support from uh, from uh, the community itself. So we want to thank all of you for that support. But uh, that's going to do it for us here today. Uh, we do look forward to hearing from you next month and throughout the rest of the season. We're going to wrap things up by saying a good old CCU night.